0: Hey there, story fiends, Allie here, and welcome to another episode of Their Stories Everywhere. Last episode, we covered the first 500 words of Shelter, a brand new horror novel by yours truly. Well, guess what? That book is finished and out to my advanced readers. If you're interested in getting in on the fun, you should go to my website, www.aledriahurt.com, and sign up for my newsletter. Once you've done that and let me know, I'll send you a link to an early review copy of Shelter. Speaking of Shelter, a lot of us are sheltering in place. If you need something to while away the hours, please go back through my podcast offerings and find an episode or two that you like. I don't know how long this is going to last. My crystal ball's broken. But it stands to reason it may be a while yet. What? You already listened to all the episodes, have your favorites, and are still looking for more? Look up the Falstaff Books YouTube channel. That is Falstaff, spelled F-A-L-S-T-A-F-F. Falstaff, like the Shakespeare character. Books. You might just find your next favorite read. And now, without further ado, the third chapter of October Sky. The House of Mrs. Snow The House of Mrs. Snow sat on a cul-de-sac on the northern edge of town where the portion of the town wall still stood. The house backed up against the wall as if it were being threatened by the street and looked startled with several large windows. Emily knocked on the door with a vaguely numb fist and waited. A man, dressed in the black and white of a servant, opened the door. Yes, miss. "'I'm looking for Mrs. Snow. "'You'll find her at the house of Petunia Evers. "'Go back up the street, take a right on Greenwich Lane, "'and follow it down to Marsha, the house's 26th Marsha Court.' "'Then he promptly shut the door in her face. "'Emma blew into her fists and tried not to curse. "'She should have brought her gloves from home, "'but had forgotten them in her hurry to be out of the house. Maman would probably scold her for being forgetful if she knew.' Emma shook her head and headed down the street. Twenty-six Marsha Court stood on the corner across from a very similar neighbor. In fact, looking at them, they were twins of one another except one was done in blues, the other in greens. Emma knocked on the door of the blue house. A clatter came from behind the door. It opened to a woman wearing one shoe with a mass of hair corralled in a messy braid. She and Emma caught eyes and Emma bowed. I'm here to see Mrs. Snow. I'm with Mr. Amon's alchemist shop. Oh, yes, the young woman said. We're expecting you. I'm Lucille. Lucille promptly wrapped her arms around herself and rubbed. It's awfully cold out here. Let's get you in the house. Bundled inside, Emma began to sweat under the heavy heat. The whole house felt like a sauna. She loosened the buttons on her coat and wore it hanging at her sides. Lucille went to the staircase in the middle of the house. Come on, Mrs. Snow and my mother are upstairs. Emma followed her up. Lucille went to a door, knocked on it, and then opened it. Stepping just inside the door, she said, There's someone here to see you, Cousin Snow. Emma stopped in the doorway. The three women resembled one another, but only in features. One lay in the bed, and she wore the frumpiest nightshirt Emma thought she had ever seen. Her face was bright red, and she sweated in the heat. Beside her, sitting in a chair, sat a woman Emma thought of as the soul of poise. Every curl in her hair laid down perfectly against her white forehead, She possessed the same mass of hair, but it hung thick down her back. She wore black and silver and a corset. "'Thank you, Lucille,' Snow said. "'Mr. Ammon has sent the recipe we asked for.' "'Yes, ma'am.' "'Mixed himself yesterday and then held to increase its efficacy,' Emma said. "'Good. Lucille, bring me my bag from downstairs so that I can pay this nice young lady.' Lucille hesitated, shot her cousin a look, then left the room. From the placement of a chair, apparently Lucille spent a great deal of time in the room as well, sitting on the far side of her mother from her cousin. Emma shifted from foot to foot, then held the package out to Mrs. Snow. Please take it. Four packets wrapped inside of a white paper, full of a tarry brown substance meant to be mixed with tea, or strong drink. "'I will, dear. "'Just as soon as I can pay you for them. "'That paper will keep me out if I don't.' "'Oh, right, that.' "'Emma had forgotten about the charm on the shop's paper "'to keep people from using the concoctions "'without paying for them. "'Lucille came back with a bag "'that matched Mrs. Snow's dress "'and plopped it down in her lap. "'Then she retreated to the far side of the bed,' and put her hand over the hand of the woman in the bed. Mrs. Snow came out with her payment, a few bills, but as she reached out to pay her, a violent shudder ran through Mrs. Evers, the woman in the bed. Both Lucille and Snow jumped to their feet to stop her from hurting herself as she convulsed. What's happening? I think she's dying. As quickly as the throws started, they ceased dropping both women to their knees beside the bed. Emma watched as the two got up, one foot at a time. Mrs. Snow shook out her dress and went to press her hand to the woman's forehead, but Lucille beat her to it. Her fever's broken, Lucille said. But her heart... She leaned in to listen to her mother's heart. Raising her head, she shook it once before beginning to cry. Emma blinked away teals as well, crying more because Lucille cried. Mrs. Snow remained dry-eyed, though she now looked at Emma with harder eyes. "'If only you had come sooner,' Snow said. "'What do you mean?' "'The medicine was for her. Mr. Ammon will not be getting paid for this.' The vehemence took Emma aback. "'but she couldn't quite blame her. "'Her relative had just died. "'A shudder ran through the body and Lucille sat back hard. "'Mrs. Ever's hand groped at the air "'and a strangled cry tried to come from her throat. "'Emma and Mrs. Snow watched in wonder "'as the woman tried to sit up, "'upsetting the coverlet on the bed. "'Lucille reacted first, "'throwing her body across the other woman's to keep her down. "'What's happening?' Emma asked. I don't know. Lucille screamed as Mrs. Evers threw her off with stiff movements. Mrs. Snow then attempted to restrain her to no avail. Emma watched as the woman lurched forward and attempted to get off the bed, but her legs wouldn't quite work as she fell to the floor. On the floor she crawled, dirtying her nightshirt. The closer she came, the more Emma edged back toward the door. Then her hand touched Emma's ankle and grabbed with a vice grip. Let go! Emma batted at that hand and tried to pull her leg away at the same time, leading to her ending up on the floor. Mrs. Snow grabbed Mrs. Evers by the shoulders and tried to bodily haul her away, succeeding in partially lifting the woman off the floor. Lucille joined in with her cousin, and they dragged the crawling woman to her feet, where she tottered before lunging at them both. Mrs. Snow reached backwards, seeking something, and came up with her bag, which she used to hit Mrs. Evers. She tottered to the floor again, stiff-legged and clumsy. Emma, meanwhile, had scooted herself out into the hallway where she watched with wide eyes. Mrs. Snow hit Mrs. Evers again, bashing the bag down on the woman's head once, then twice. The third time, the blood came spurting out. Mrs. Ever's skull cracked. Lucille grabbed Mrs. Snow's arm and held her back from hitting her a fourth time. The body continued to jerk and try to crawl, but it made no headway. Emma couldn't unsee the way the woman twitched. What happened? I don't know, but I think it's over. Lucille collapsed over the body of her mother and had a storm of tears, complete with thunderous sobs. Mrs. Snow watched. Emma pulled her knees up to her chest and waited for her own shaking to subside. "'I have a phone call to make,' Mrs. Snow said and stepped across Emma to go down the stairs. Picking up the packet forgotten on the floor in her haste, Emma stood up. Lucille appeared to be going nowhere." Emma wondered if she should comfort the poor woman who shuddered through her tears. Wiping her sweaty brow, Emma started down the, the stairs only to hear, You don't even care, do you? Lucille's eyes were weeping at gates in Emma's vision. Ma'am, you don't even care that she died. I'm sorry for your loss. No, you're not. You just want to be gone. Well, go. Be gone. Take off. She shooed with one hand and wiped her tears with the other. Emma continued down the stairs. Heartless was the last thing she heard Lucille say as she made it to the lower floor. Mrs. Snow stood in the foyer with the phone pressed to her ear. Yes, I want to report a sighting. What do you mean there are others already reporting things? she said. Emma slid past her and stopped at the front door. When she turned back, Mrs. Snow waved her away, and Emma went back out into the street. The cold slapped her in the face, and she quickly buttoned up her jacket. After being so warm, returning to the cold was even more miserable. It felt as if her fingers instantly went numb once again. She trudged back to Mr. Amund's shop with the vision of that woman crawling across the floor toward her and Mrs. Snow savagely bringing the bag down on her head. But the strongest vision was the one of the blood and how it ran in pearls down the woman's face after Mrs. Snow cracked her skull. There we are. So, what do you think? October Sky wasn't my first attempt at something coming back to life, but it always intrigued me that death by natural causes was almost never the reason someone rose from the dead. In October Sky, however, natural causes and illness kill more people and they still come back from... Wherever. I guess I just like zombies. What do you think? Drop me a line. You can leave me a line here at... You can drop me a line here at anchor.fm slash alidria. That's A-L-L-E-D-R-I-A. You can leave me an email at alidria at alidriahurt.com. Or you can tweet me on Twitter at Our Lady of Ashes. If you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe. Bye, fiends.